Welcome, everybody, to the Yo Kid Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Gargano. This is the podcast that surrounds everything youth sports. So I've covered pro and college sports at the highest level, and I have fallen in love with youth sports. I'm a big believer in sports for children. I, I just think it's a it's such a great at, uh, great outlet and keeps them out of trouble. Keeps them they learn so many great life lessons. So as we go forward with the podcast, we're going to be talking to a lot of different people in the world of youth sports. We'll talk to some professional athletes who have children of themselves. We'll talk about the journey of the athlete. We'll highlight some of the terrific youth uh, sports athletes across the Delaware Valley and beyond. Uh, but really, we really want to try to give some advice to the parents. Listen, if you got a good story, good idea, please, like I said, hit me up and we'll get to Yo Kids Sports Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Yo Kids Sports Podcast. I love this right now. I, I have, like, you want to talk about kid athlete royalty? I got three of the best young hockey players out there right now. And they all happen to, happen to be from Philadelphia area, which I'm so proud of them. I got to introduce you guys in your, uh, at your far left is my man, Josh Player, who's uh, a, New, a New Hampshire commit. He's playing in Green Bay right now for the Ramblers. To, uh, to my right is uh, my man, Andrew Centrella. Andrew plays at Providence. And uh, he's 19, stud, also to Youngstown. And, of course, uh, to my bottom left, uh, I mean, all these guys are like family to me. And, of course, that would be Vinny Borghese. Uh, Vinny is, plays at uh, Northeastern. He's 19. And, of course, he's repped, you know, Team USA a couple of times. It's, I mean, these kids are studs. And I thought you guys would be perfect to give advice to young athletes. And talk about your journey, Vinny. I'm going to start with you. I, I, you know, you and I, uh, very close. Full disclosure. You know, your parents are dear friends of mine. I, I'm. I followed you and and Andrew's journey. You know, for a long time. I followed Josh's journey through my dear friend Michelle, and it, it's been an awesome time. Give me a. Did, did you ever think that you know you would be here? Is this a calling for you, uh, Vin? Um. I mean, I never really thought about it. I mean, obviously, we started super young. Me and Ange, probably the age of three, we started on figure skates in Voorhees. So, um, you know, me and him have been through it since, you know, three years old. We've, um, you know, started together. And obviously, you know, when it came to like 13, 14 years old and, you know, we were still on the same team and dads were driving us to practice three, four times a week um, and it started to get competitive and stuff like that's kind of when we thought like, hey, like maybe – you know, we do have a chance to play Division One college hockey. And then, you know, that year ended and, you know, a lot of stuff fell into place for both of us. And like you said, our parents couldn't be happier for us. But like, you know, coming up, I just, you know, it's something you don't really think about. I, You know what I mean? Like, you know, been dad and, you know, drive me to practice, taking me to lessons and stuff as such a young kid. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I mean, like I said, it just fell into place for me. I think, you know, obviously it took a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication, you know, obviously thanks to my dad and my mom. And, but like, um, you know, I think growing up, you don't really think about that stuff. Um, you know, you just try to have fun, um, enjoy every second of it. And then, you know, once you become a teenager and stuff, that's when it starts to get serious. And then, you know, maybe you do have the opportunity to like take a step further and stuff. So, 
um yeah that's all like i really have for that i think you know just as a, at such a young age um you know my answer is no i don't I, I didn't really think i'd make it this far but you know obviously i'm here today and you know i'm proud of everything well, that i myself and stuff so it's so cool i mean think about it you you wore the usa jersey i mean you know i i, I you know your uncle who's never been on an airplane other than a couple of private jets <laughs> Why never been out of the country goes to see you in the in the Junior Olympics? I mean, it was unbelievable experience for you to represent Team USA. It was nineteen U, right? Um, yeah. So that was that was in twenty nineteen. I was U fifteen. I was fifteen years old. Um, you know, that's obviously something that I was fortunate enough to get picked for and go overseas and play for the country and stuff. But um, yeah, that was a great experience. I think um, you know it's stemmed from hard work and stuff um you know having that opportunity to play for your country is obviously a really good feeling and stuff but um yeah it was a great experience for me my family my uncle he's a diehard fan he loves everything that I do so for him to come out there for me is definitely something that I'll remember for a long time obviously like you said he's never really been on an airplane or anything he doesn't really travel much but um, for him to have that opportunity and see me play on a stage that's pretty big, I think, you know, it's definitely something that'll sit with him and me for a long time. So, and don't forget, our Yo Kids Sports podcast is presented by P Primo Hoagies. Listen, know what I've always said for years and years and years: it's not just a hoagie; it's a primo. And uh, this fall, whether you're tailgating football, soccer, it's youth. You name it, make sure you got your Primo Hoagie party tray. Nothing like it for the big game. And speaking of football and the big game, this fall we're giving away a trip to Vegas to see the very big game to one very lucky, very deserving coach. So if you know a youth coach that you think deserves recognition for their outstanding dedication and passion, Make your nominations today, primohogies.com. You can go directly mvc.primohogies.com. Our most valuable coach promotion here at Primo's. I love it. We, we got to shine some love, give some love to these youth coaches that spend their time, many of whom uh, just get an earful and <laughs> no compensation. So they're the best. Nominate your favorite coach. Again, it's the uh, Primo Hogies. Most valuable coach contest. I love it. I think it's great. And who knows? Maybe they'll get to see uh, the birds at the big game. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, I, I think that's, guys, that's one of the, the gifts of, you know, where you guys have achieved. And, you know, you guys are still, you know, so young and you have still a lot more. I mean, Josh, your, your mom and your aunt talk about you all the time. Like, I get all kinds of updates about yeah. you. Tell us about your journey, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up with these two guys uh, playing my brother for like their whole careers. And his dad was coaching my brother. So like kind of seeing that they were able to do it kind of like showed me that I like if I take this serious that I could get to the same spots. And it's all kind of worked out the same way for me, which, you know, I'm grateful to. It just takes a lot of hard work and dedication every day. Well, that's thing. Did you, you know, you give up a lot. I, I You know, we all see as sports fans and we all see the glamor that comes with hot, you know, with, you know, big time hockey and big time basketball, baseball, the whole thing. But the hours 
of that you guys put in. I mean, Andrew, I mean, think about you as a child, your whole entire childhood that you spent in a rink. I mean, the hours that other kids are playing <laughs> video games and doing things, you gave it all up to get where you're at. Oh, yeah, countless amount of hours. I mean, you know, we missed out on a lot of opportunities and stuff, like a lot of fun with our friends and stuff. But, um, you know, it's all it's all for the better. You know, it put us to a, in a great spot where we are today, and, you know, I wouldn't regret it. So, And that's yeah. the one thing about the, the sacrifice that I think, you know, young athletes – Need to uh, need to really kind of understand. And look, you know, at some point, you guys realize that, all right, like I think I can do something here, and maybe I can get an education and get it paid for, and really kind of set up my life. And I, I think you know that's where Vin, you know, you probably said, look, you know, I love the game, and it's an opportunity, so I want to go full bore and you know really devote all my time to it. Exactly. I think um, obviously, like you said. You know, you miss out on a lot of things growing up. Um, and then you also said about, you know, maybe I can get an education and stuff out of this. For me, it was just, you know, I, I really fell in love with the game like pretty early. I think probably earlier than a lot of kids, you know, do playing hockey. Um, and then I also went away pretty early. I went away after my freshman year of high school. So talking about missing out on things, I've never been to a dance. I've never been to a prom. I've never been to, you know all the after parties with my friends and stuff, that stuff is kind of just, you know, I've never been a part of it. And, you know, it comes, it becomes norm after a bit. And that's kind of the kind of stuff, you know, just for me about like missing out on stuff where, you know, I kind of do regret not going to a prom and stuff, but um, <laughs> at the end of the day, like it's worth it. Right. Um, like I said, after you miss a couple of things and you kind of get used to it and, you know, it, it, it does suck the first couple of times, but you know, when you have, <coughs> you have goals and you have, um, you know, you're seeing your future and stuff. I think that's something you definitely can put into perspective. And, you know, when you're missing those things, you kind of say to yourself like, Hey, like, you know, that's when you start talking to yourself and say, like, I do, I can't go to these things. Like that's, that's my life now. So um, that's kind of where I was at, you know, as a young kid. And then, you know, obviously playing junior and then getting to college, that's kind of like when your life kind of starts your social life and stuff and you have friends and you, you know, you go out and stuff and that's kind of like where it comes into full circle. And you're like, Hey, when I was a kid, like all this stuff, like it was worth it, you know, now that I made it to here and now that, you know, I have a bunch of friends now in college and, you know, I made a lot of friends in junior, like all that stuff as a kid, when I miss all that stuff, it's all worth it. So I think that's definitely something for like a young kid to, you know, maybe going away to school or, you know, playing hockey and, you know, you have a tournament and, you know, your friends are having a sleepover or party, like it's worth it, man. Like you just, you know, you get through that stuff and, you know, it becomes norm after a while. So. Andrew, how old were you when you first went away? Um, I was, I think going in my junior year, I went to Northwood prep school up in Lake Placid. Um, it was kind of the same thing. Like, you know, I was missing out a ton, but, um, you know, it was all worth it. I made a bunch of friends up there and then, you know, I had the opportunity to go to juniors as well. Um, and yeah, so been living away. It was kind of cool because at one point you guys were both in Nebraska, right? One, both was, one of you guys was in Omaha. The other guy was in Tri-Cities, right? Yeah, I was in Omaha. He was in Tri-City. Um, he was there a year before me. And then I kind of went up, I got called up in uh, the end of my junior year. So um, I had a good opportunity there and yeah. We played against each other. He took a nice picture. Um, so it was kind of nice. Well, it was cool. Like two kids from South Philly 
wind up playing against each other in Nebraska. I just, yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a great experience. What was it like, Josh, t- tell me about your travels, Josh, like in, and at your young age, when you're playing this kind of competitive hockey, you're a well away from home. I mean, that's part of the whole thing. You're in green Bay. And while other kids your age are doing their thing, you know, you're playing hockey in green Bay. Yeah. Well, like some of these guys, I went up to Rochester, New York, uh, my um, sophomore year of high school, like same thing. My, I know my mom's not very happy that I never went to a prom or any dances like that, but, um, and now just out here, like same thing. Like you just meet so many like great friends and stuff that will be like some of my best friends for the rest of my life that like, if I didn't have this opportunity, like no matter what happens with hockey, like these are guys that I'll be talking to the rest of my life that, it's just a unique opportunity that, like, I would never, never pass up or regret at all. I guess if you don't know it, Josh, like, I guess this is just part of the process, right? I guess that you just look at it like, you know, hey, you know, this is what I do. I love hockey. I love this sport. And, you know, wherever I can go to further my career, I'm just <laughs> going to do it. Yeah, you don't really, like, second guess in it. Especially when you're out here, you're surrounded by guys doing the same thing, and you don't even – you don't even realize until you get back home and hanging out with, you know, your other friends that kind of look at you like you're doing something crazy. But when you're around all these guys, it's kind of like just a normal person all we've ever known. Ben, what was it like for you when you're living with a, a host city, a host a host uh, family, I should say? And, you know, I, I, I've talked to mom and dad about this. And, like, they were worried sick, right? Like, so dad said I had to go out and check the people out. And then, you know, I had to make sure like one time you were sick and your mom was like freaking out. Because I can only, you know, tell you, I got two kids and I would be the same exact way as your, as your mom and dad. Exactly. So, so when I went away for the first time at school and stuff, I was in a dorm, obviously. And then, you know, they had all facilities there, like for doctors and stuff and everything was kind of taken care of. Um, <clears throat> when I played junior, um, I was a young kid. I was 16 years old. And dad's not very good with letting me go. And, you know, especially in the middle of the country, like, I think, you know, it's probably the worst I've seen him, you know, when I, when he left. So like, I I knew for sure my parents would come out with me right away. And, you know, they came out and I got super lucky because obviously Kearney, Nebraska is probably not the best spot in the country, but it's a great spot to play hockey. And, you know, there's a lot of diehard fans and stuff, but to the Bill family and the host family, like, I got super lucky. The Bernou family, they are the best people in the world. They had a great house. I had the whole basement to myself, big room. Um, You know, they cooked every night. They're great people. Um, They have a daughter, a couple dogs, and, you know, their family with me for the rest of my life. I talk to them, um, you know, probably two two times a week, like once every two weeks. So it's just like, um, you know, we keep in touch all the time and, you know, I've known a lot of people that had bad experiences too with Bill family. So like, um, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing, obviously when you're a kid and stuff, but for me, I'm super fortunate. I got super lucky to, um, be stuck or have great people in my hands in, in Kearney, Nebraska. Right. So as soon as we came to the house, mom and dad, we met her, um, Ashley, who's the, um, the mom there and you know right away I just knew I was in great hands she came in great welcome and then you know all of a sudden two three weeks in it's like my new home right so like that's something that 
you know, people are worried about too when they're going away and playing juniors, like, oh, I go to this house and I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, it it's great. I mean, I've, you know, I'm blessed to have that experience and those people and you know I'm, i was in their hands for two years and they were nothing but the best to me so um yeah that's awesome that's a great story yeah did you miss you i know you probably missed your mother's pasta though oh 100 100 percent is that right andrew oh, it's, no joke. It's, it's no joke yeah you don't know until you leave and then you're like oh where's my mother's <laughs> like you know my, my mother's meals so um yeah what, where where did you where did you same thing? Yeah, how did it go for you? How was that that whole process of of living with strangers? I mean, you know, you're you're entrusted, you're young, you know, and it's not mom and dad who would do anything for you. Yeah, right. I mean, I kind of did the same thing. I went to uh, I lived in a dorm at first, so it was kind of like a little bit different. I was living with a roommate, and uh, then I got called up for juniors. I was kind of jumping around a little bit, like they kept putting me in different build houses, so I couldn't really get set and secure. So. Um, it was kind of a tough adjustment for me, but um, it kind of worked out for me that at the end. Um, I had a great bill of family. They were they were awesome. They cooked great meals, had two kids, two dogs. Um, so they kind of made it really feel like home. Um, and I, I kind of wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, they were awesome. I still keep in contact with them, always checking in on me. So, um, yeah, they were awesome to me and best people. That's awesome. Josh, yeah. what, what's been your experience with that and then also you know seeing the world and meeting all these different people you know which is a gift that you guys got like th this gift and you'll realize this when you get old like me about what a what a gift that this whole thing is giving you yeah my billets like same story as only um i'm like their first ever player and i was definitely really scared coming up here last year but i mean i couldn't ask for anything better i got the whole basement down here to myself uh just a mom and a dad, Leslie and Jeff, or not, they have no kids, but just two dogs. And they treat me and my uh, roommate like as their own. They cook dinner every night. And then just like coming out here, I've gotten to go to Lambeau Field, see some Packers games and other cool experiences that, you know, I'd never be able to do if I didn't decide to do this, which is, it's been great. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I heard from Aunt Michelle that you've gotten close to the, some, some of the Packers coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and, uh, Tony, uh, they met one of the coaches on some trip in Florida. So got a plug for some tickets now, which I can't, can't complain about. <laughs> I, I know you guys are still Eagle fans though. And Phillies fans. So I, I, I know that's for sure. When did you know, Vin, when did you kind of realize that this was something you loved? Like that, you know, that you would really, this is for you. Um, Obviously, at a young age, I think, you know, like I said earlier, me and Andrew started on figure skates at three years old. So I feel like, like when you start so young with something, it's like anything else. But, you know, for me and him, I just think it just clicked for us. Like both of our dads like love hockey. Um, you know, we were just raised around it. So I just think, you know, at seven or eight years old, I just, you know, I fell in love with it. Same thing with Andrew. Like I had seven hockey sticks down my basement with three nets and you know every single night before bed in the basement you know shooting pucks and Andrew will tell you about the wars we had in my basement as such young kids Bernie would have to come in the house and rip him out of the basement but um, I'm scared of Bernie oh, I'm still scared of Bernie. oh my god <laughs> so 
I, I think at seven or eight years old, you know, when we started playing travel and stuff and our dads were the coaches and, you know, that, that's just when you're kind of just having fun with it. Right. And then all of a sudden you fall in love with it. And then, you know, that's just the whole process. After you fall in love with it, you're at 12, 13 years old and then it starts to get serious. And then, you know, it becomes like your life. And then, and then now, and then it's your job. So like, I, I feel like it's kind of just like this ladder kind of process that, you know, was our life. And um, like I said, at such a young age, I think, you know, I think something just clicked for me and him and it's been, you know, and I don't regret it at all. I think, you know, it's been nothing but the best to both of us and it still has a lot more to come. So. How about you, Josh? Um, What'd you I can't, on? don't know if I like have a moment, just realized that you see some guys start to like, like not, putting as much hours and stuff as like us, oh, like me and Andrew work out together. We're there 7 a.m. every morning. And then, you know, we see Vinny at the skates too. We're skating there like the whole summers we work out, skate. And you kind of just realize like that you're doing that. You're like, oh, I really care about this. And it's something that I'm dedicating my life to. So you kind of just realize at that point that you got the love for it. Andrew, did you play all the sports too? Uh, Yeah, actually me and Vinny played baseball. We played uh, for the Reds or so. Or I think it was the Reds. But, uh, yeah, we played some uh, baseball. Um, for DB? Kind of a, yeah, DB baseball. Um, we played some uh, CYO basketball, too. That wasn't too fun. But, um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were always athletic. We always loved to play other sports. You know, it was like we went to the same uh, grade school, too. So we used to play, you know, football outside and um, a bunch of other fun things. So, um, yeah. And did it come a point where – you will, you realize like I can't play any other sports. I got to give up baseball. I got to just kind of focus on hockey. Yeah, I guess like I mean, as we grew older, like we kind of knew what we wanted to do. We've been playing like for the longest time since we can, you know, since we can remember. Um, but you know, I think our love and our passion for the game just keep like kept on growing, and um, it was something that stuck with us. Um, and yeah, I mean, like baseball and all that stuff was fun too. But um, you know, I think our passion was really for hockey, and you know, I think our parents were a big influence in that too. Um, so yeah, it kind of just stuck with us, and that was going to be our main sport that we wanted to play. So, how about you, Josh? Did you play all the sports? Uh, not really. Like my team, we like put in a flag football team one year and just mess around and stuff like that. But my coach was really hardcore, so we didn't really have uh, much free time to play any other sports. You kind of had to go all in on hockey. It's, it, it's especially hockey, which I think is different than a lot than the other major team sports because you're in tournaments all over the country, right? You know, Canada, you're in all kinds of, you know, travel is involved, ice time. I mean, it, it it's almost impossible then to to play multiple sports. Like in high school, you could probably play baseball and football for a short period of time, but you can't do that with hockey. Yeah. I think, you know, a freshman year of high school, I think that's when it kind of hit us where, you know, this is going to be serious, but, you know, as a kid growing up, I, and me and Andrew were going to the rink with our dads three times a week. And then, you know, dad would get me a lesson, you know, one to two times a week on other days I didn't have practice. So, and then on the weekends you're on the road and, you know, that starts really young. Uh, <coughs> So I think just, you know, that I think that's another reason why, like, our love for the game is is so, like, high today because of that. 
Um, you know, it's true, but it's been nothing but hockey our whole lives. I mean, we've we've played other sports and stuff for fun, but um, you know, that love for hockey has always, always been there. You know, and it's not gonna go away. So um, and I think that's the reason why, like, like you said, you know, we practice, you know, three times a week and, you know, games on the weekends. And it's hard to do other things when you're that busy. So um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, that's just, you know, the way it's been forever. And, you know, that's why things are like today. So. Andrew, the travel piece of it, what's the first time you remember being in a car and going up to New England or Boston, wherever you, you went, how old were you? Do you remember? <clears throat> it was probably, uh, probably a nice Boston trip with Vin, honestly. Um, you know, we had a bunch of car rides where we were in the back singing some Taylor Swift and some good memories from that. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's been, it's been, you know, tournaments every weekend, like since we were, I don't know, six, seven years old, you know, started to get a competitive as we go, got older. So, um yeah it was probably like a couple boston trips here and there and then but yeah it was a lot of good memories from it though how about you josh do you remember those long drives to get the tour yeah, I, definitely, I definitely remember them uh one of the best is like we ran out maybe like a big van and grab four or five guys and their parents and i'll take up a big trip together which always always helped pass the time like being with another family but you know like 18 hours we would do we'd do some crazy ones that Really, really tested you. You remember the uh, some of the locations that you would go to? Um, the longest I remember was 18 hours in a packed car to Minnesota, I think, which wow, that was probably the worst that I could remember. <laughs> There's something about the car ride, Vin, I'm sure that is, is fun. Like, you know, it's, it can get old, but there's also a, a lot of joy with it stopping to get some burgers, something to eat, some burgers or whatever, just hanging, you know, with you and Andrew or you and dad. I, I'm sure that like those memories are close to you. Yeah, we have countless memories. I think, you know, me and Andrew have been on the same, we were on the same team for, you know, eight years growing up. So, um, you know, our dads loved it. Our dads loved to drive together every single road trip. They would you know, you know, text each other, hey, we're going up here this weekend. Let's go. Let's carpool. So, you know, it was always us four in the car together. And then, you know, our moms made um, appearances, you know, occasionally. But um, we have a lot of memories in the car. I, I was when Andrew was just talking, I started like laughing a little bit. I think, you know, my dad would always drive and then Uncle Byrne would be in the, in the passenger seat. And then me and Andrew would start wrestling in the back. You know, we'd be a ride to like Montreal or even the practices or up to Boston, we start fist fighting in the back. And then Uncle Bernie back in the day had big muscles. He turned around, scare us. So, and then we'd wait 20 minutes and then we'd start again. So like those are all the memories I really have. I think like we, we were nonstop as young kids and, you know, I, I don't, I mean, it's great memories. I, you know, that's something that, you know, we'll always look back on and, you know, laugh about in 20 years, you know, we'll be sitting around at the dinner table with both of our families and we'll bring this up and everybody will start laughing. So it's just something that'll definitely stick with us forever. I think, you know, those are some of the best memories. Welcome to Primo. How can we help you today? One old fashioned meatball and make it quick. Cause I got practice. You got it. Coach. Congratulations coach. You've been nominated by your team to win two tickets to the big game. 
Wait, nominated? So I didn't win? Smile. Not yet, coach. Most valuable Not coach. Yet. Smile, Not coach. Yet. Smile. Come on, smile. Smile for the cowboys, smile. coach. You got to be kidding me. Smile, coach. Andrew, what's the role? Um, you guys talked about dads, your father's. What, what is it? What did he mean to you? Like, what would, what did your dad mean to your journey? I mean, my dad, like, he means the most to me. Like, he's been, like, with me through it all. Like, I, I there's accounts, many stories of like, you know, I was out in Omaha and he literally like drove to Omaha from Philly just to watch me play for one game, and you know the dedication he has and you know, um, you know, the passion he wants to live his life through me. So it's just kind of, you know, something that I really look up to. And, you know, like I have another funny story of like when, um, Vinny and his dad got on a plane to, uh, I think it was to Toronto or something. And, um, my dad, like we went home back to our house in Philly and he was like, do you want to play? Like, do you want to go there and play? And I said, yeah, like dad, I want to really, really want to go play for this, like for, in this tournament. So we packed the car that night and we drove eight, nine, 10 hours through like winter, winter snow, like just bad weather and like drove us right through to Toronto. We were like drove right on game time, got there, like rolled right in and then, you know, played the game. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's been the best for me. Um, he kind of lives his, you know, he kind of likes to watch me play hockey. So like, I kind of like, you know, um, I really take pride in it. So, um, yeah, he's been the best for me though. Josh, tell me about mom. Cause I know mom's been terrific. It's, you know, she's so proud of you, so adored and to have, you know, someone like her in your corner. Uh, cause the, the parent child, when it comes to sports, the bonds like this, man, like I'm constantly, my two boys, I got 10 and 13 and I'm constantly with them on the sidelines, whatever they're playing, working with them. And so I know that mom meant a lot to your journey, Josh. Yeah. I mean, just so grateful for all like they've sacrificed. Like hockey is definitely not a cheap sport. There's so much money and time they spend. And when my mom will make, make trips out here, come watch me. And it all just means so much to have even my whole family, like my grandma, I'll get a text after every <laughs> game, every day, like the, screw the ref this, or <laughs> just they're always on my side, uh, watching and rooting for me. So, you know, it means a lot to know that I have, all that support back home. That's great. Vinny, you know, I got to ask you about Vinny. That's a loaded question because mom will get really mad at me if I get well, Listen, mom will get mad at me too. So <laughs> I was going to ask you about mom too, both your moms, by the way, Andrew. So, but I, 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 you know, I, I got to ask about my boy. So I, I know how much, you know, I mean, we talk about you, like, you know, the, 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 the pride, like, and I know there's a, such a great bond that you guys have and mom. I'm, I've uh, never leave out the moms. You know I mean? <laughs> no, dad has been there for me since day one. Um, you know, I give him all the credit when it comes to hockey. He's, you know, spent countless hours in the car and spent countless, you know, amount of money on lessons and, you know, playing for teams and stuff. So, you know, all that credit goes to him. And, you know, as I got older, you start to realize if 15 years old, when you go away and you're not living with mom and dad anymore, and you start to realize how like, how much, you know, you know, your dads are really there for you. And, you know, I went, I went away and he was up at every single one of my games, my first year I was away. So like, you can tell that he really missed me, but at the same time, it's like, he's starting to become like your biggest fan. Cause like you're starting to take it serious and stuff. So like ever since then, you know, he's been up 
almost every single game. Um, you know, when when it comes to hockey, I, I definitely give him, you know, a lot of the credit. Um, but he's my biggest fan now. So like every single game I see him in the stands, he sits in the same seat up here in Boston. So um, you know, it, it definitely means a lot to me too. As I'm getting older now, I'm you know, I started to do things like for him and stuff and start to think about him a lot more. So um yeah, but, you know, he means everything to me. So, um, you know, it's something that, you know, I definitely cherished, you know, throughout my whole life, how much time and dedication he spent. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. So, Andrew, I'll start going to ask all you guys the same question. Um, what is it, what's your typical day like? And what was your typical day from 10 years old to now? Right? Like, you know, just about, how much hockey did you play? Yeah, I mean, back then I had a little bit more energy, but, um, you know, it was just kind of like more of like just school, um, I guess, just going right to the rink, practicing, working out, and then going back to do homework. But I guess it kind of changed to now to where, you know, like jun the junior life was kind of um, more of just like hockey all day. I, I took a gap year like with school. So um, literally woke up at 830, went to the rink, and I was there till four o'clock. So it was just kind of like a job to me. Um, and, you know, now it's also transitioning to, you know, the college life. So I got to go to class in the mornings and stuff and then on the ice for two hours and then a lift too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, as I got older, you know, it got harder. Um, so I guess it's like a little bit more taxing on my body, but, you know, it's, uh, it's mentally preparing me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really growing as an individual and as a man. So, um, so yeah. Well, what is it when you think about as a kid, right? Let's yeah. go youth hockey first. Is it all, you know, 12 months a year? Is it, you know, you know, four days a week, six days yeah. a week, you know, type of thing? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was more of like a four days a week, like, you know, back uh, in the youth, youth days, but um, not too hard of like practice and stuff. Obviously it was good times, a lot of fun with, uh, you know, hometown friends and stuff. So, um uh yeah like but the transition to now um it's you know it's a lot longer and and once you became serious right like once yeah, exactly. you hit 13 14 years old now yeah. you're 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 playing you're lifting like when at what age did you start lifting weights um i want to say probably freshman year of high school uh that's when i really started to get competitive and you really started to see like a change in you know, like the the strength and the size and the you know the compete level of other players. Um, so you really take a you know take advantage of that. So um, it started for me then, and then you know ever since it's been part of me. So, Vin, how about you? When did you when did you start lifting weights? When did you start realizing? And what was your training? What was that like at 13, 14, 15? And when it got really serious. What was the time – how time-consuming was it? Um, I think I started probably in the eighth grade, like, just kind of, like, the basic stuff um, at just, you know, um, a public gym, like, in Philly and stuff. So, like, that that's when I really started. And then, you know, freshman year of high school, started to get a little more serious. I was – you know, we were working out with our travel team probably once a week, and then, you know, I'd probably do the other four days at, at another gym in Philly. So, um you know, after that, I think, you know, when you go away and you start playing for, um, 
you know, a more serious team and, you know, you're at a school with that's just for hockey, you have people that work, you know, in that department with weightlifting and, you know, and that's when there starts to become science behind all the movements of the body and, you know, all that stuff. It's not just how much can you, how much can you lift or, you know what I mean? So um, you eventually have a trainer and, and like I said, there's a lot of science behind and stuff. So that's when it gets really serious. Um, and then there, you know, it just takes off from there. Obviously you, you go to junior and then college and then, you know, once you get to college, it's, it's a whole different ball game. You, you know, you have 10 to 12 people on staff, you know, just for in that science department with like your body and weightlifting and stuff and, you know, your heart rate day to day and, you know, your body fat and, you know, your weight every single day, like how much, you know, water you lose on the ice sheet and stuff. So like all that stuff starts to come into play, but I think, you know, it's, it's, it all started probably in the eighth grade. And then, like I said, that's just another like kind of ladder process with the weightlifting. You know what I mean? Like you're a young kid out there. You don't really need to be lifting weights at 10 years old. Um, you know, you don't need to be doing that. I just think, you know, at that age, especially up to like the eighth grade and stuff, you have fun. Right. And then, you know, that weightlifting just, you know, it comes naturally. So um, you're never going to play hockey at 15, 16 years old and not lift weights. doesn't matter if you're playing travel or, you know, on a triple A team, double A team. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that's, you know, kind of the whole background on that weightlifting kind of deal. Like I said, I don't really think kids need to start lifting weights super young, but that's when it started around for me. And then, you know, as you go on and on, it gets a lot more serious. So. How about you, Josh? And, and in, and in, was the biggest, the biggest thing that you worked on, was it skating? Was it, you know, at 13, 14, you know, once you get real serious speed, you know, what, what is it that you were working on mostly? Yeah, I'd say for me, just where I was at was skating. Um, Weightlifting wise, probably started uh, around 13 and then during COVID, it was hard to get ice. So me and my uncle and my brother, whenever we could force them to come in the basement, we would just lift down there, which was probably like the start of me really putting on some muscle and then just honestly for me it might have got my like uh when I was younger my coach was really hard on us it was just hard work hard work hard work out compete so on ice might have gotten easier for me as I've gotten older because you know they kind of more science behind it like we can't we wear the uh, heart rate monitors like depending on okay their bodies can't really work too hard today but yeah out here we're on the ice twice a day working out Monday through Wednesday so as you get older, it's you see everything get become like the science, as many said, and a lot more serious. Where as you're younger, it's kind of just, you know, you're just going with the flow and seeing what happens. Then when you look at uh, the idea of trainers, specialized trainers, um, did you have specialized coaches and trainers growing up? Do you, do you believe in that sort of thing? So that would bring me to Voorhees um at such a young age and the first guy I worked with for skills and obviously as a defender Jeremy Hall he's been around forever um you know he's one of the first people to you know teach me the way of of a defender and how to do things so um I definitely give a lot of credit to him he, he's an awesome guy um he started this path for me 100% and then you know I stuck with him you know for those years and then you know 
obviously as a defender, you want to work with specialized guys that know about defense, right? So, um, you know, we had a coach, U14 year and U13 year, John Gevard, who's was a defender and, you know, was, was, real was a really good hockey player. He really helped me and Andrew out a lot. And then, um, you know, Vince Williams, another guy who me and Andrew both go to, um, works the igloo. Um, he's in the Vegas organization. Who's a really good guy. Um, really knows what he's talking about, um, with the defense and stuff like that. And then, you know, when I went away for school the first time uh, out at South Kent, there was a skills coach there every single morning. He'd be down at the rink and, you know, he was just specialized and, you know, just um, just hockey skill. Like, right. It, it was both offense and defense. And, you know, that's how it really all started. So I, I've really had like those guys there for me my whole career with helping me get that extra inch and, you know, learning and, you know, thinking through the game, especially in the D zone. Um, so, yeah. Andrew, I guess you kind of feel the same way, Vinny, right? Like when it comes to the trainers and when it comes to, you know, helping you at different stages of your development. Yeah. I mean, we obviously went to some of the same trainers and, you know, they've been super helpful for us. You know, I think they kind of gave us that extra edge um you know obviously you see the game change and it's more of like a skating so um I think like trying the expert you know like um trying to like improve on your skating was a big part of me so I kind of went to uh this guy Lloyd Eisler for a bit um using no pucks just get working on my edges and stuff just to try to you know give me that extra edge um but yeah I mean trainers have been super helpful um I think they're a big part of the uh the hockey world and, you know, something that, you know, most players should uh, look into. Josh, what about you? What, what, is there some trainers and coaches, especially coaches along the way that really made a difference and really helped you? Yeah. Um, I use the same skating coach as Andrew who really, like that was kind of the main focus for me when I was kind of like 15 or 16. And then, you know, I got skills, skills coach. I got like, a, we got trainers for the gym. And then when I went away to school, it was kind of really nice to have, you know, you had the, uh, you had the gym guy, you had a D coach, a forward coach, you had skills. So you had kind of different guys for different things, which really helps you to advance every part of your game. It's awesome. So Andrew, I'll ask you this. I'm going to ask all you guys this. Give me the moment that you said, oh, I'm not getting up, man. I'm not, I don't want to go to practice. I don't want to go to the game. I don't want to go to the game. I don't want to go on a long car ride. Do, do you, does, was there any moments like that that kind of stood out to you that you had to force yourself to do it? Oh, we lost them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we lost them. He said we were going to lose them. So I'll, I'll, then you heard that question. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ask you that, of that moment. Um, so it, it started really really young for me. Um, you know it, that that like kind of analysis is always gonna be there. You're always gonna wake up and you're gonna be like, oh, I don't want to do this. And but for me, it started probably about four years old. They'd have these clinics at Borges, and Dad would take me, and I'd wake up around 5.30, 5.45, I think the skate started at 6.30. As such a young kid, like that, that, that's a really early ice slot. So 
mom would wake me up and then, you know, she would put me on the couch. I'd still be asleep. Dad would carry me out, put me in the car seat and we'd go. That's probably my first thing, like memory I really remember. And then, you know, as I get older, um, prep school, I was up at 645 probably every single morning. Um, you know, that moment you wake up, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. And you're on your phone for a minute or two. And then, um, you know, you eventually get out of bed. The thing I always tell myself, even in college, when I'm, you know, heading down to the rink early in the morning for skills and, you know, even in junior waking up, because every, you know, every level of hockey you play, you, you'll have, you'll have extra ice time. And, you know, it's something that I always took a lot of pride in is definitely getting myself to go to those things. Um, and they're usually in the morning. So um, I'd wake up and, you know, the thing I always tell myself is like, Hey, like this weekend, you can feel that much better. Or, you know, today you get, you know, 1% better than other people that aren't showing up to this skate. Right. And all that stuff adds up. So um, especially for me right now, like in college, waking up and stuff, like, I think I wake up and, you know, the first five minutes, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to really do this. But then I'm like, Hey, we have a big game this weekend, like at home. And, you know, I want to feel comfortable out there. I want to work on my skills, like stuff I'm going to use during the game and, you know, kind of mimic that stuff in the morning. And then, you know, obviously you'll practice later on, but that's kind of like my, my outlook on things right now. It's just, they've always been that way when it comes to, you know, extra work or extra ice time and, you know, early stuff to do. And I think, you know, definitely getting stuff out of the way in the morning, especially with hockey and, you know, that's anything in life. Like you go to the gym or like, you you work and stuff so i think you know you get it out of the way early in the morning and you know you'll do you know that's the thing you know that i look for is like you get it out early in the morning you're gonna do greater things later in the day so like that's something that i always say to myself so that's awesome that's that that's i love that andrew we, we lost you yeah i'm what? back i'm sorry about that no 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 not at all so so uh it, it that question of you went oh i gotta get up right now i have to go to practice I have to go to a game. I have to go sit in the car for 20 hours. Yeah. Um, I think during my, like more of like my high school career, like I kind of, it wasn't too bad because it was usually practices after class and stuff. So um, I think until I got to uh, my prep school is when I had some bad winter mornings of 630. It was already snowing outside, you know, head into the rink just for, you know, a long practice, a long workout. And then, you know, but same thing as Vinny said, I think, you know, getting the stuff done in the morning just makes your your body feel so much better and makes your mind just, you know, in the right spot. So um, it even even see it here in college. You know, there's some times where we have to get up at 630 and roll into the, the rink at seven and, you know, get a, an hour left before class. So it's just something like you just dread doing, don't feel like doing right, like at that moment. But um, the feeling after when you're done it, um, it's a lot better than when, you know, before. So, um, yeah. I get it. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Josh, were there moments that you felt that? You felt that, oh, man, I don't, not today, and you pushed yourself yeah. through. Yeah. Um, probably when about seven or eight where, you know, my team would have a bad weekend and you're sitting through school all day knowing that you're going to get to practice and we're not going to – no pucks. We're just going to be skating until we're, we're throwing up and can't skate anymore. So – and then just – as growing up, like when I went away to school, we have once a week, you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning just to go practice. But for me, it's the same thing. You know, you get it done and you, you feel good about yourself. And then I think our bodies and minds are just kind of trained to be like, you just kind of do it. You don't even think about it. We've been doing it for so long where 
you just push through it and then after it you're happy that you put in the extra work and you know you feel good about yourself that's beautiful all right boys uh game food all right what do you eat during game day leading up to it and then afterwards Vince. so last year was a little bit different because um we didn't have a kitchen at school so we'd have to um our team would provide a pregame meal, but the breakfast and the night before you you were on your own. Um, so that's where, like kind of where the dining hall came in. You know, it's not the best food in the world, but this year we're lucky enough to have a kitchen. So we do steaks on a Thursday night leading up to a Friday game, sweet potato, broccoli, cauliflower. Um, that's kind of our go-to. And then on game day, the team provides us, we have, you know, rice, corn, asparagus, um, chicken, and and like steak tips, kind of like brisket and pork and stuff, so all kind of meats and stuff there. Um, and then after the game, it's usually probably my favorite post game meal is probably a Chipotle bowl. I think it's definitely, <laughs> I feel like that's definitely up there on my list. Maybe Chick fil A after a big time win. Um, but I try to stay on the healthier side, you know, all the way through with that process. I think you know, something that people, you know, don't really take into perspective is how healthy you eat during the week and stuff. So like, that's something that, you know, we're really trying to um, focus on this year, like me and my roommates and stuff. And I think we're doing a pretty good job, but um, you know, leading up to the game and stuff, I think, you know, definitely healthier foods is definitely better for the body and stuff. So. Funny after my kids football games, he, if he does well, he gets Chick-fil-A. So he'll get He'll get his 30 count nuggets with a milkshake and fries. And so I, that, that's his go-to. That's me too. And after, after a big time win too, like maybe ice cream post game, maybe on a special occasion, but. <laughs> I love it. Andrew, what about you, buddy? Yeah. I mean, same thing. I think, you know, fueling the body is the most important thing, um, you know, to feel good leading up to the game. Um, you know, I think if you're eating bad foods and stuff like that, it's just, put you set you back and it doesn't like put your mind in a good spot but um i guess on game days you know i kind of wake up have my eggs have my fruit have my potatoes um you know everything i really need and then leading up to the game you know i'll probably take my nap and stuff but pre-game meal would probably just be pasta pasta and chicken um you know i really like one like carb load so like you know it gives me a lot, a lot of energy so um yeah it's usually just pasta for me and then uh post game like Vinny said you know once in a while maybe a chick-fil-a sandwich or something but um yeah chipotle bowl would be good too <laughs> josh what's your go-to brother uh it kind of varies depending on you know when we're traveling um it's all like provided by the team normally pasta chicken rice uh chipotle before and after the game which which we love um home games we hit the uh, the same breakfast spot every home game, get an omelet, uh, some hash browns, and then my uh, billet will usually make me some type of fish, rice, or spaghetti. And then, yeah, after a big win, you know, we love to go uh, IHOP, Applebee's, whatever you can find that's open and as a team and just kind of re reward yourself a little bit. That's awesome. You get to, you get, to get pig out. You yeah. get to grub. That's great. What's – Give me uh, a little snapshot of then your playlist. You get how do you get hyped for a game? How do you visualize music? Your playlist? What what is it? Um. So, for me, I'm definitely more on the focus side of 
of a hockey player. I think, you know, your player kind of varies between, you know, social butterfly before a game. And then you have a guy that's like kind of locked in. I think I'm more on like the locked inside, um, you know, the night before games and stuff. I'm, I'm doing like mental training and, you know, I'm journaling and, you know, all that stuff. So um, after that, you know, in the mornings and stuff, I, I really don't know when my mouth much on game day, to be honest, I, I go to the rink and have my headphones in kind of get my breathing stuff in and, you know, ride the bike and stuff. And then before the games and stuff, I, you know, I just, I'm a big Meek Mill guy. Um, um, I like, I like, honestly, like Zach Bryan's new album kills it. You know, like, like honestly, that music kind of gets me hyped. I like, I like EDM a lot. Like I listen to house music and stuff like before games. Um, but like I said, I have my beats on stuff and, you know, I have that music blast in my ears and it's just kind of like go time for me. I think like once I hit the rink and stuff, this flip kind of this, you know, this switch flips for me and it's just like kind of, you know, I, I get into a mode where like, I just, you know, I'm in like the war zone. So like, um, that's kind of like for me, like, but like the music, honestly, like I'm not really a big, big time music guy. I, I do like rap. I do like Meek Mill. I like little TJ. I like, you know, um, 21 Savage, but, um, you know, I don't like, I don't like rave over their music. I, I like to listen to it and stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm not a huge music guy. That's awesome. That is great. So take us through yours, Josh. What, what do you, what do you do before the game, the day of listening? Are you like Vinny? Are you like music? What's your playlist? What, how do um, you- I'm kind of like, go like driving to the rink. I'm a lot of rap kind of try to fire myself up. And then um, when I get like doing warm-ups and stuff as a team, you know, we'll have one guy connect and we'll carry a speaker around. I'm kind of, you know, I keep the AirPods out kind of like vibe and like, you know, you dance with the team and everyone's kind of, kind of singing the songs. And then once you get in the locker room, I throw the AirPods back in. And for me, it's normally just kind of like a, a, a mix or just rap songs. Usually try to, try to fire myself up and, you know, get myself going before the game. Andrew, what do you what do you do? What's your routine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, leading up to the game, you know, I'll listen to some music, maybe some, you know, maybe some calm music too, just to, to settle my mind down. Um, but you know, on the bus ride over to the rink, I usually put on the headphones, listen to some rap, like just same thing as Vinny, like some EDM stuff and some house music. But I think you know, once I get to the rink, I kind of take my AirPods out, and I want to be inclined with everybody in con- in connection. Um, you know, cause it's the team I'm going to war with. So, um, I think if I have these headphones in and just like listen to my music by myself, it just puts me out of things. And I kind of like to take in all the emotions and see what's around me, um, helps me perform better and, you know, get my mental right before the game. So, um, you know, I think the music part of it isn't a big thing about, you know, uh, for me at least. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, just being inclined with my mental is more important for me and just mentally preparing myself for the game, so. Vin, do you believe in the, in that visualization? Do you believe in, in I that? I actually, I actually work with a guy who, you know, if I was fortunate enough to work with, who works with a lot of pros and stuff, and, you know, he's kind of, that's his job, like he's mastered everything about that stuff, so um, he's helped me a lot through it. It's definitely, it's definitely a long process. I've started it probably two years ago. But, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, it takes a long time to master it. Obviously, I'm not even close, but um, 
I've played with a lot of guys last year who's, you know, are big time players and stuff that also, you know, really take pride in it. Devin Levi plays for the Sabres now goalie. So, um, you know, he was a guy that would see through his whole entire day and, you know, would see it through so clear. Like he was kind of like walking in third person the next day. I've never seen anything like it, but um, that's something that, you know, I do take a lot of pride in the night before games and stuff. Um, I think it helps a lot. I think it, like Andrew said, he tried to calm his mind. I think it calms my mind. I think, you know, it's a part of that preparation process where, you know, when you get to the rink on game day, you know, it leaves no doubt, like with your confidence and how you're going to play and stuff. So like, you know, I think it's definitely, you know, useful. Um, But like I said, it's definitely something that, you know, it takes a long time to definitely get used to. So um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So. All right, last one, guys. I know the, the ball game's about to start, and I know you guys want to root the Phillies on. Uh, Josh, I'm going to start with you. Give, give. I want you to give young hockey players. So, you know, could be yourself, but give young hockey players ages when you were 13 or 12. You know, throughout the states, what's your best advice for youth hockey players? Um, I think I would just say like enjoy it. You know, being on here and thinking back to those memories, that's probably some of the most fun that you have playing hockey. You're with, you know, I was with the same group of guys, just you're in the hotels, you know, playing knee hockey, running around, causing trouble. So, you know, as you get older, you kind of becomes a lot more serious. So I would just say, you know, enjoy, enjoy the fun part of it now where you kind of isn't your job and you're just out there having fun and, you know, don't, Obviously, when you get older and go to juniors in college, it's all cool too. But don't don't overlook the fun when you're when you're younger, being with your buddies every day. Andrew, what's your best advice for youth hockey players? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of would say the same thing. You know, if I were to tell myself, uh, you know, my younger self, I would just say, you know, enjoy the game. You know, like live in the present moment. Don't really focus on what's next. Focus on what's now. Um, I think that's very important and. Um, you know, I think when players tend to like look at the outcome too much, they get too, you know, out of focus of what's, you know, what's right in front of them. Um, so I think uh, staying in the moment, enjoying those moments with your, you know, your friends, you know, creating bonds that will last a long time. Um, memories of a, you know, same thing. Um, you know, me and Vinny have been through a lot and, you know, um, we cherish those moments and there's nothing like I would do to give those up. And um, it's something that, should be ingrained engraved with you. Um, but yeah, I think in just staying in the present, staying in the moment. Um, and then, you know, everything else will fall in place. Um, you know, not trying to force things, not trying to, you know, jump at anything. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's what I would tell. Do you stress over your ambition? Like, you know, your amb- ambition to, to keep, you know, rising and, and, you know, being a top, you know, one of the top prospects, all that stuff. Did you stress over that at all? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some stress to that, too. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, a goal for everybody. You want to be the best. You want to be, you know, one of the top players in the country. Um, but it's more of just about, you know, um, focusing on yourself. You know, I think when you try and compare yourself to other people and stuff like that, like other people have different games. Other people have different ways of going about, you know, the game. So I think, you know, um, for me, at least it's been, you know, just focus on myself, focus on what I need to do, what I need to get done. And, you know, whatever I need to do to improve to become the best player uh, that I can be. So, What a great answer. What a great answer. Vin, so 
all these youth kids are looking up to you, man, right? Like all these kids in this area, what would you tell them? I'd say the first thing is definitely have fun with everything. Like, like these guys said, the memories you make, the friends you make, the car rides, everything we just talked about, that's something that, you know, we'll never forget. So um, the first thing is have fun. I think the second thing I'd probably say is, you know, work. If, if you're going to play, work at it, right? You know, I, I, I always tell people, you know, even if you're young, right? You know, like Andrew said, what he would say to his younger self, obviously we see the journey now because we're old enough and, you know, we can tell, you know, what's going on and stuff. But as a young kid, you, you know, you have your journey, right? And, you know, if, if you don't work at something, you know, it's never going to work. So, like, I think, you know, one thing is, you, you know, you have to work at something if you want it, right? And, and I think me and Andrew definitely wanted that at such a young age. So, one, work at it. And then the second thing my uncle would always tell me is have a heart out there, right? Every kid, I think. Uncle Ace. It's my Uncle Ace. Have a heart out there, I think, like. You know, the word compete is definitely a big word as a young kid, but I think, you know, heart and compete is, you know, my two main like or, you know, things that I look up to as a player, like for me now, and I've always been there is, you know, hustle and, you know, all those things. But, you know, the last thing I'd probably say is like the, the extra work here and there, if you have a chance to get extra ice time, you know, go to stick and puck and, you know, stick handle in the basement or, you know, I say, you know, have have an hour set every day to do something that you can get better every single day because that you get 1% better, 0.5% better every single day. That stuff adds up, right? So, um, you know, be consistent of with, with your work. Um, you know, do stuff every single day, right? Like I said, if you're going to work at something, you need to be consistent with it, right? And then consistency leads to great things happening for yourself. Right. But the stuff doesn't really happen until later. So, like, the main thing is have fun. All those young guys out there that are playing right now is, you know, enjoy every second of it. You know, play, you know, hockey with your buddies and every single day. I think that's definitely something, you know, that you'll remember for a long time. So. I got to tell you, I am so proud of, of you guys, you know, coming from you know, their Philadelphia area. And you guys are incredible. Just Men, young men, uh, terrific athletes. Uh, you got to promise me that we can do this in three months and we can check in with you guys. I, I just didn't, I'm so impressed by you guys and um, you're great leaders and uh, you're great role models. I'm just uh, real proud of you, man. You, you guys, please, I wish you lots of luck this season and just stay the way you are, man. You, you guys are treasures. Real proud of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank man. you Thanks for having Thank us. Too. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Go Phillies, and I'll see you in three months. Go, Go Phillies. Go Phillies. Hey, guys, here at Yo Kid Sports for Brendan Petrilli and myself, Andy, Anthony Gargano. I just want to thank you for hanging on our channel. I We love it. All right. We love doing this content. Just do us a solid and hit the subscribe button. Because the more people that we can reach, that we can amplify this thing, the better guests, the more content that we can produce. So do us a solid, hit the subscribe, tell your friends, your families, your coaches, get everybody subscribed because chances are here at Yo Kid Sports, we're going to be talking about your kid or your coach. It's a lot of fun. Hang with us.